Okay, coconuts, we are back following the quit your job episode. Yeah, I think a lot of people are exploring geo arbitrage or remote working. Geo arbitrage, we can expand a little bit on that later. It's a very simple concept and uh, you can read up about it. But I think remote working is a central discussion in the current world. Like even Singapore is talking about it, the government's talking about it, and a lot of businesses are looking at that, right? So a lot of these big businesses have already led the world and trying to establish a huge remote working team. Even for TFC, we have a remote team, you know, we have different process in different places. All that is great, right? So going forward, I think a lot of people will do remote work and a lot of people will do this thing called geo-arbitrage. And I want to spend some time to share a little bit more today here. Of course, this uh, I'm testing this topic. So if you love this topic, there's a lot more to talk about this. So join our Telegram group and let me know, right? If you let me know that you want to hear more about this, um, there's actually a lot of tips and tricks around. And yeah, I could give you more content. So take this as an introduction, right? So welcome back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good morning, everyone. I welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut. In our podcast, we'll be debunking financial myths, discovering best financial practices, and discussing financial strategies that fit our unique life. You get it. Ultimately, empowering us to create a life we love while managing our finances well. So today, we're going to spend some time to expand on this idea called geo-arbitrage and talk a little bit more about remote working. So I know this is the talk of the town. A lot of people are talking about it, especially amongst the millennials, Gen Z, younger people, where we don't really have our roots down yet, right? In Singapore or wherever you're listening in from, right? So if you have not bought a house, you have not set up a family, you're still exploring, you're trying different career, you have not even like decided that, okay, I'm going to do this as a career. Uh, then yeah, I think that is the beauty of uh, remote working in itself as an idea, right? Because there's so many optionalities, so many things that you can try and so many things you can do. It's always nice to live in another country, like, just be honest, right? It's always nice to try living elsewhere and just kind of experience a different facet, a different way of life so then you can re-evaluate where you are and also finally decide where you want to set root. I think that is very important, right? Because I always tell people about the ramen theory. I'm sure you guys um, have already heard about it before. So the ramen theory is this idea where if you only have one bowl of ramen, you will never know how well it tastes or how you know bad it tastes. It is just what it is, right? It is a bowl of ramen. But once you have like all these better ramen shops that come in to Singapore and then you taste it and then you'll be like, oh my God. With more and more options that come in, you try all these different things, then you can start to compare. You have basis for comparison. It at least takes two to start to compare, right? So once you have tried living in multiple countries, you try living in different places, trying different jobs, you will have a basis to compare. Okay, so is this the kind of place that I want to live? What do I actually appreciate about Singapore? You know, what do I actually appreciate about, let's say, Vietnam? Or what about Portugal, right? What about these different places that ultimately make me decide that, okay, I'm going to temporarily set my roots 
roots here or even permanently set my roots here, right? So I think that is the choice process and the comparison process that a lot of us will need to engage in. And I think a lot of us are open to engaging it these days, right? It's, it's no longer just like, you know, uh, study hard work nah, until you die and then just stay in Singapore. <laughs> so times have changed. So let's get the first word out of the discussion, geo-arbitrage. Essentially, arbitrage is when there's a price difference, right? And then you try to leverage on this price difference. So you buy low from one place and then you sell higher on the other place. About the same thing, that is essentially the stereotypical idea of arbitrage. So for geo-arbitrage, right, geography arbitrage, essentially what it's trying to say is you try to make money in the richer places. Like let's say for Singaporeans, you want to make Sing dollar, but you maybe live in Vietnam. <laughs> you know, something like that. So that is the arbitrage, right? So you make top dollar from uh, some of the bigger cities and then you go and live in, let's say, the suburbia areas or smaller cities where cost of living is much lower and you can get the higher quality of life and you'll be surprised you may even end up saving more money, right? So that, that is the central idea of geo-arbitrage. And a lot of people are thinking about it, which is why it's centered around this uh, remote working concept where you no longer need to be physically at one place and you can take a job from a Singaporean company and be paid like a Singaporean, but live somewhere else, right? So I think that is the beauty of remote working and that's uh, essentially the Goldilocks situation. Everyone wants to be like that, making the top dollar, but living in the more suburby part of town. So there are many things to um, understand when you're trying to do this, whether is it from taxation or was it insurance or whether how do you know which city to choose, you know, what kind of job prospects are more hot in the gig economy and all that. We can talk all about that um, in time to come. Let me know in particular what you want to talk about. But today I'm going to just give you three big pointers as the over arc of remote working and geo arbitrage and this whole Goldilocks situation where you want to keep your Singaporean job but work elsewhere and live elsewhere, right? So I think that is the Goldilocks that we are aiming for, right? So based on that, I think there are three things that we really need to do. The first thing is, of course, to build trust with your team and your management. What does that mean? I know a lot of people say build trust, build trust. I think the focus in Singapore is that we are transiting from a situation where it was input focus, where people come to the office, stand until very late. They learn the Japanese style, right? And also, wherever style they come from, where, where you stand until very late, you cannot leave earlier than your boss and all that jazz. Come on, those are passe already. I remember in the early days of, you know... Um, remote working at home, right? Home, uh, work from home, okay? I remember the early days of work from home, there were companies that were releasing softwares to track whether their employees were working <laughs> or not, right? Or, or is my employee napping or <laughs> what have you? I mean, that, that is, that is, uh, it's very indicative. I'm not here to say whether it's good or bad. I'm saying it's very indicative of the psyche of management and the style of corporate management still in Singapore, still very prevalent. I know the younger companies, a lot of my friends, when they run companies, it's, it's like, yeah, you want to take off, take off. You want to heal, you heal. You want to go and do that self-admin time, you go and do self-admin time. Whatever you have, right? But that is still the minority. For most of the companies, they are slowly getting to it and slowly recognizing that it is about output. So when I say building trust with your team and management is to be very clear about output. You want to shift their psyche away from like, oh, you know, you need to turn up for work. You need to like send text message. You need to, all the input focus kind of things and focus on the output. Have you completed your work? Is your work high quality? You know, have you like closed more sales? Have you opened more leads? Have you, you know, complete tasks on hand? Have you improved certain things that, which is your focus, right? So you want people that is uh, 
more output focus and you want to build that trust with your team and management so that they know you are output focused. You will just do the output stuff. And this is a little bit of boundary drawing. Because like I said, a lot of um, older management, they still have this old idea of like, you don't need to come to office, you need to work, you need to put, clock in the hours and all that. And they believe that you just sit down there in front of the computer, go, ideas will come out, okay? That's not work that way. If you got no idea, right, just go for a run, go to gym, go for spa, go for swim, whatever, do go to something else that will relieve your brains and you, you get, you'll get more creative. This is my core belief, okay? But all, all that being said, it is hard to build that trust with the management to draw boundaries and to make sure that they are focused on your output. So it will not be an easy discussion say, oh, you just go in and say, oh, you know, hey, from now on, right, you guys just need to be focused on uh, output. Lah, huh? So <laughs> don't track my input time. But eventually, you'll need to be able to do that, right? So I think one of the lower hanging fruits that you can do is to make sure that your company does not send you text messages to your private number. I think this is extremely important. I hate it when people send me work stuff on my WhatsApp or my private channel because those are my social channels. I only keep that for my friends and family and people that want to talk to me. And I hate it when I get a message that's like, oh, it's like work stuff. No, like it hurts your work life, I think. It hurts both your work and life because now random WhatsApp messages could be work. And then now you'll be like, uh, so should I reply or not, right? Because it's like my own time. So I think that is the first thing that you can do. The first thing that you should try to negotiate, no, not, not you should try. First thing you should negotiate with your management and also with the, a form of boundary drawing so that you test whether they can and you also try to usher and push them towards that direction. Right, so I think the script is, <laughs> the script is, oh, by the way, guys, uh, I am trying this whole like work-life balance situation and I want to be able to have some sort of segregation between my work and my life so that I can do better in life and also expand that into work. So with that, right, I hope that in the future, uh, you guys do not, text me uh, no, for work stuff, right? Everything we can talk through email or we can talk through our work platform, let's say Slack, not sponsored. <laughs> but yeah, I think this is the script to start with. Of course, over time, we can learn how to do this better and I'll try to get more guests come on to talk about how to negotiate with management, negotiate with HR and all that. But this is the lowest hanging fruit. If your boss cannot ever handle that, oh, you know, we've got a separate work and life commun uh, communication, then... Yeah, maybe you need to change a company <laughs> to fulfill your remote working dream. But I think this is the base. You try to draw the boundaries and divert the attention towards output. Right? So that, that will only when you can divert the attention towards output can your company become more comfortable with you living elsewhere and you know just be on your own because you will get the work done and everyone will change the communication pattern. Right? So it is not an individual effort, but I would say that if you want to keep your work and go into a remote working job trust situation, then you have to focus on output and build that trust with the team. The basis of trust, yeah, let me just add a little bit. The basis on trust is repetition. So if every time someone do something is the same standard, then you know that you can trust this person. Okay, so it's like if every time someone does something and they get angry, right, you also can trust that this person will be angry at the same thing. <laughs> So this is the whole idea of trust, not some arbitrary, like few-few kind of thing. It's about repetition. How consistent is it? If every time someone says something and it's jun, it's accurate, then you know, okay, this, this person is pretty accurate with what they do. You can trust their word. So yes, repetition is the basis of trust. You want to always be on time, always hand in high quality work, always meet deadlines. So after a while, you become that guy, very trustworthy. Whatever you do, you also can. So when you're in such a situation, you have a lot of negotiating 
delegating power about working remotely because people don't need to micromanage. It becomes stupid for them to micromanage you, right? It becomes weird, it becomes awkward, right? So what I always do these days, let me just give you guys a little bit of a tip and a trick, right? Is when someone try to chase me for work, right? Because I always get chased for work, like, okay, honestly. Um, and sometimes I feel bad that I keep, people keep chasing me for work. But there are some boundaries that I draw, okay? So that's a story for another day. But when people chase me for work, I actually thank them. So my reply is, thank you for being on top of this task. Or thank you and I appreciate that you're putting your bandwidth on you know, overseeing this task. Where am I now? Da, 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 da. Right, so firstly, you de-escalate the situation, right? You no longer make it like a, they trying to fight you, you're trying to fight them. Everybody's on the same team. Actually, everybody's supposed to just want the work done, right? But when people come in and check on you, I know sometimes the tension gets a little bit high, people don't really like it. But I have come to take it as a quite good, right? They are using their bandwidth to keep me accountable. So why not, right? <laughs> But yes, yes. So if my sponsor's listening, I know a lot of you guys listen. Uh, don't mind me, okay? Because to me, this is I really see it this way, although I, I, I now tell you how I see it, right? So yes, when I thank them, they are using their bandwidth to keep me accountable. At the same time, we de-escalate the situation and everybody becomes like, oh yeah, we're on the same team. We're just trying to get this thing going, right? So this builds that trust, builds that comfort, builds that kind of synergy with work also. So to me, that is uh, all part of building trust with your team and on your management. And this is a great, great basis to uh, try to negotiate for a remote working arrangement, right? Output focus. Which brings me to point number two, okay? Point number two is that you should sell your skill set at a discount to a bunch of buyers, okay? So this is uh, something that we definitely can expand on. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about this uh, after a word from our sponsor. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Okay, so yes, I think in Singapore, a lot of people um, have the salary man situation, right? Where you're working for one company and you just kind of do it, right? All the perks and the salary, everything is based on this one company. Of course, I am checking my privilege here. I know that not all jobs can be, you know, uh, remote and not all jobs can just like, oh, just go and you just, you know, just do something else. Like if let's say you're a chef, how to remote chef? Weird, right? Or like you're, if you're a mechanic, you're a technician, you're doing very skilled labor, how do you like remote work? Uh, anyway, just saying, um, in Australia, they pay very high for chefs and they're also paying very high for all your professional work of like, you know, carpentry, uh, 
you know, laying bricks and, and a, lo- a lot of those things. Actually, a lot of other countries, they are paying a premium for skilled labor like that. So um, it's also a way to go about remote working, not in the sense that you work digitally, but in the sense that you can shift your work elsewhere um, and try a different way of life, right? So, okay, maybe not remote working, uh, more like work overseas. Lah, huh? So I have a good friend that works overseas like that and she's been doing great. She's grown so much. Um, so yeah, maybe for all you people listening in and you're in technical work, then it's definitely something to explore. As for everyone else that is um, more on the management level where you can actually manage remotely or whether you are in the whole digital economy where you can kind of be out there and you have that luxury to really explore remote, I think one of the main things that we need to move away from is that one salary idea where you only take uh, money from one salary. And I know a lot of people will be like, oh, you know, I start a side hustle, I start a you know side business, a side e-commerce kind of thing. I'm like, Wow, it's, it's very hard. Okay, those things are hard. I'm not saying it's impossible. But really, how many people can start a successful side hustle? It's not that easy. There's a lot more bandwidth, a whole different skill set to go about it. But the easy, low-hanging fruit is to repurpose your skill set and sell it to another person. So sell it to another buyer, essentially. So you have this one main company that buys your skill sets, but at the same time, you can sell this, you can sell the same skill set to many other companies. Right? I think this is the value in it. And I know a lot of creatives, they actually do that. So all your designers, your producers, a lot of them actually have that in their contract to allow them space. That means Contractual agreement says that I can actually do side gigs. I can do gigs out of the full-time work. And I think going forward, more and more of uh, such work will happen. And I think for a lot of you that are early days exploring remote work, you should do that, right? It makes It is actually a much safer financial situation where you have multiple buyers. So, okay, one thing to note is I did say that you got to sell it at a discount, right? Okay, why? Uh, why? I'm speaking to Singaporeans here and I, I have to tell you guys, honestly, we are paid a premium. Um, okay, I, I'm not saying like, oh, because of productivity or blah, 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 none, none of those rubbish, okay? I'm just on the basis that when as a company, when I hire people or, you know, my friends hire people, we all know that Singaporeans are more expensive than other people, you know, but in a full-time job setting, a lot of things are packaged together, right? So when it's packaged together and all that jazz, it's fine. Uh, or at least there's some sort of reason why, why we do certain things, which is why when you put yourself out in the skills marketplace, when you are just doing a small little part or let's say you're only doing like video editing, sound editing, you know, or, or you're only doing some sort of research paper and all that. Okay, research papers, um, the market rate is quite good. We did a discussion with Ravenry, Right, so you can check out under Chills, uh, Ravenry, uh, Ricky Willianto. He came on the show to talk a little bit about that. But the idea here is if you start to commoditize your skill set, that means you go on the big web of a digital remote gig work, right? Then a lot of people are only buying a small thing. They only want you to edit something. They want you to do uh, some sort of writing or some sort of transcribing or some sort of translation, some small little job. It's very hard to charge a premium because the market has a certain rate. So uh, let's be realistic, okay? Yeah, when we go onto these kind of platforms. But it's definitely great to have multiple sources of income that way. Um, and it gives you optionality, right? So that, that is my view. Okay, multiple sources of income. I've got a lot of things to say, but, but another time. <laughs> so which brings me to point number three and to me probably the most important point is that try to live in a place with strong agricultural ecosystem. 
Okay, why ah? Why? Why important? So I know a lot of people uh, in Joe Arbitrage, of course, you need to choose where to stay, right? So first two points, we talk a little bit about work. And now I want to talk a little bit about stay. So of course, there are many other factors you should look at, whether is it uh, their tax or whether is it the visa friendliness and uh, whether you can do visa runs. I know a lot of these words may be a little bit more foreign and I will do another episode about this, you know, um, deciding where to stay in a remote working situation, uh, some of the factors to look at. But on a very high level, I personally like to stay in places with a strong agricultural ecosystem, which means the country grows its own stuff and grows it very well. Um, so like Vietnam, it's a great place. Malaysia has a lot of good produce also. Uh, of course, where I am now in Georgia, they have a lot of great produce also. So like one kilo of grapes here. Right? Okay, let me guys, let me just give you some context. One kg of grapes here in um, Tbilisi, Georgia, right? in the heart of the city centre is $1 sing. Okay, <laughs> one kg of peaches is like $1 thing or so. I think apples is maybe 80 cents thing, right? So if you live in areas where they grow their own things, it tends to be very cheap, tends to be very affordable, right? Whatever that they grow. But of course, if the currency is low, um, when they import, imports become very expensive. One can of luncheon meat here in Tbilisi is $10. Huh? Okay, $10 luncheon meat. Huh? Luckily, I did bring some. <laughs> but the idea is there. Uh, I personally like to choose places with uh, strong agriculture. So then you got very nice produce for very, very cheap price. Of course, some people will say, oh, what about Japan? Japan is very expensive. But okay, Japan has a nationalized or somewhat nationalized agricultural ecosystem where we can talk about it another time which is why their produce are very expensive. But in many other parts of the world, whether is it, you know, um, Vietnam, Malaysia, which I think Singaporeans should try. Okay, Vietnam, Malaysia are my two top picks in uh, Southeast Asia that you should try to do remote work and live in. Uh, of course, you know, in, in Tbilisi or is it in Portugal, some of these other places in the European regions, they all have very strong agricultural ecosystem, right? So food prices will be much lower. Of course, rent is always relative to where you want to live. If you live in the heart of the city, honestly, uh, it's pretty much the same. Like, okay, I would say it's, it's, it's cheaper for sure if you compare country to country. You cannot compare like New York to Kuala Lumpur, right? It does not work that way. <laughs> but the closer you are to the city centre, prices tend to be very high and in a remote remote working situation, you don't really need to be in the city centre, which is why I said that I will give you more factors next time when we when we talk a little bit more about this. But yes, food, food, food. I always think food is very important and ingredients are always great. So yeah, try to live in a place with a strong agricultural ecosystem, right? Life will be great, food be cheap, you know, and all these produce are so fresh, the grapes so nice, peaches so nice. Uh, and yeah, honestly, Singaporean ingredients not the best really I have to I have to give it to you guys uh, we have a very strict agricultural policy so a lot of the imports are very standard we have a few standard suppliers and uh, that's why a lot of things start to taste the same right uh, we can talk about this another time but that is something that I will push for for everybody if you are exploring working remotely try to go to a country with very uh, serious agricultural ecosystem and there'll be a lot of great produce of course it will be seasonal but it'll be awesome and fun and, and all that jazz right so with that I think this these are three big up points that um, you should think about when you're starting to explore like geo-arbitrage and remote working. How do you keep your job? How do you make sure that your finances are okay and you know where to kind of look for? So these are three very high level points. And number one will be to make sure you build your trust with your current management and your team so that they can be more output focused, learn to draw boundaries. So then 
you can kind of really work remote, lah, right? So it helped them be comfortable with you and also they need to be comfortable with this idea. So then you can be anywhere, lah, right? Number two is that you got to try to sell your skill set at a discount to multiple people. Of course, I'm not saying everybody should do it. If you have very strong finances, you don't. But for a lot of people that are a bit younger, still want to accumulate your wealth, hey, why not, right? Sell your skill set to more people gives you more choices and you know a, a wider income source. That'll be great. But of course, when on the big wide web of uh, skills, right, on the gig economy, me, you usually have to sell at a discount relative to what Singaporeans are comfortable with. Right? You need to recognize that when I hire a Singaporean to do full-time, there's a lot of extra things that are kind of packaged in it. When I just need a skill in particular, then I'm commoditizing that particular thing. Let's say editing photo, editing videos. This is a commodity. So you're competing with everybody else that can also edit photo, edit video, edit sound. Right? So once something becomes commoditized, you have to be price competitive. There's something that uh, is inevitable and we can talk about it the next time. Number three is I personally love to live in a place where they have a strong agricultural ecosystem because you get great produce uh, at a very, very cheap price. <laughs> I've named some of them. And I think, yeah, this major three points would be great for you to start entertaining the idea of remote working. And if you want more, come to a Telegram group, let me know. And then, yeah, we can talk more about it. I hope you learned something useful today. See ya! Hey, I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the financial coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting when shared, debated and discussed. Join our community telegram group, follow us on our social, sign up for our weekly newsletter. We are doing a weekly newsletter reboot. We are going to have a lot of information within the newsletter. Everything is in the description below. And if you love us and want to help us grow, definitely share the podcast with your friends and on your socials. Also, if you have any interesting thoughts you want to share or you know someone that we would like to hear from, reach out to us through hello at thefinancialcoconut.com With that, have a great day ahead Stay tuned next week And always remember Personal finance can be chill, clear And sustainable for all Okay, so yeah Today clearly you can tell I'm trying a new topic um, it is a fast-growing new topic in the sense that more and more people are entertaining it. So I believe a lot of us are thinking about it and I want to talk about it because I think uh, we cannot lie to ourselves that Singapore, it's, um, it's pretty pricey right, relative to many other parts of the world. And while a lot of us stay here so that we can you know, get good, good pay and, and all that jazz, which is not bad really, uh, there are many other factors that people are at entertaining these days about work and life and that's why people want to do remote there are a lot of good factors about it but there are also other things that you need to consider right so these are just three points to kind of kickstart the conversation and as we go along I will build more episodes around uh, the idea of remote working and how to choose which city to stay what are some things to look out for and all that jazz um, going forward for you guys yeah so next week next week I'm going to talk a little bit more about escaping the red race right so escaping the red race is very sexy as an idea right uh, but i'm going to share with you the phases that you will go through as you kind of go through this process of quote unquote escaping the red race right there are many many things to entertain in this thing um and i just want to kind of throw my thoughts in yeah in the fire in a bonfire of randomness thoughts about escaping the red race i'm gonna share with you a little bit more about the three phases that you will go through um escaping the red race. Take care.